Into the back nine there at the Phoenix Open final day. Scotty Scheffler, the Masters champ, and Nick Taylor, Canadian. 16 under par, tied for the lead through 11 holes. John Rahm, the Spaniard, 13 under par, three shots off the pace. Then you go to Justin Thomas, the American, uh, in fourth position at 12 under. Aussie Jason Day uh, started really well in his round, was three under through... Uh, the early holes, but he's now two under through 12 for the day. He's 11 under for the tournament. So the Aussie five shots off the pace with six holes left in his final round there in Arizona. Uh, now, overnight in the English Premier League, Manchester United, they went to Ellen Road and beat Leeds 2-0. And Manchester City beat Aston Villa 3-1. We've got Mossy coming up shortly to break down everything football and, of course, the Sydney Derby, which was uh, spiteful as always there Saturday night at Combeck Stadium. A 1-0 victory uh, to Sydney FC, courtesy of a Max Burgess strike in the first half, ensured they secured all three points. They've won three in a row. Sydney FC marching up the table all of a sudden. Steve Corica, fair to say, not under pressure anymore. <laughs> it's the way that the coaching uh, circuit uh, works, doesn't it, Mido? You, you win games, you take the pressure off yourself and off the team, but if you lose in a high-profile club like Sydney FC, uh, you're always under the spotlight. But it's good to see them win against their arch rivals, certainly a bit of spice after the game. Um, Stevie uh, you know, was quick to respond to, to Marco Rudan's comments, and uh, that just adds another... Um, you know, another sort of list of things that they'll gripe about into the future and, uh, you know, adds to the, the excitement of a local derby in the build-up to the next game. So hopefully these two clubs will play each other again. Good to see a good crowd there too. Combat Can Stadium. confirm Dwight York is not continuing to coach in the A-League either. Okay, he'll he's, be going overseas. Uh, he's flying out of Australia tomorrow. Right. Yes. Well, he's, so he's he did, been... no, didn't, didn't sound like he had any beef at all with what went down. Mm. Um, there's another opportunity for him, not in Australia. Right. Well, he keeps being linked to Aberdeen mm. uh, over there in Scotland. Mm. So uh, we'll see what happens with Dwight. But mm. uh, we're going to speak to, obviously, we're at the Stain Hotel, if you're just tuning in here in Manly. Uh, iconic venue. It was raining before. It looks like that's just about to clear, though. And a great name prospect here, Super Bowl 57. If you're looking for a venue... Great venue here in Manly at the Stain to watch the Super Bowl today. We're going to speak to Jesse Williams, the monster as he was known, former defensive tackle with the Seattle Seahawks, was part of their squad. Uh, they got a ring when they beat Denver back in the 2014 Super Bowl, 43 to 8. They smashed Denver that day. How was your weekend, Mossy? Well, even better now. I have to say, you boys are investing in uh, one of my properties. I've got shares in the Stain. <laughs> Good place to have shares in. <laughs> I mean, how, well, they're not yeah, official. I, they're not official shares. I've just spent so much there over the years. I feel like I own the place. <laughs> uh, I could only imagine. Uh, yeah, exactly. You would have seen a lot of change at the stain over the years, though, Mossy, because you know it's, it's very different these days to what it was what fifteen, twenty years ago. I've never walked out of the stain with change. With change, right? Yeah. Yeah, Every right. time I walk in there with money, yeah, I walk out with nothing. Empty pockets. <laughs> I tell you what, it's a nice... Sorry, you know, do, do they do a meat tray here? Do they do a meat tray raffle? You can do anything? Every I'm pub taking, does a meat tray. Got to do a meat tray, I'm don't they? I've taken a couple home, Clarkie. Yeah, love the a years. meat tray. Love a meat yeah. tray. Buddy, what did you make about... What did you make of the stink with the coaches? I love it. Great. Great theatre, huh? 
And uh, well, I don't know. I, you know, haven't haven't spoken to either of them about it, but uh, I sense there was a little bit more in there than just uh, play acting on game day. Did um, they play with each other or against each other back in no, the day? Well, no, with each other. They they with won a other. title for Sydney FC in the yeah, inaugural okay. season. Uh, Stevie scored the the winning goal in the grand final. Is there um, a bit of leftover beef from those days? Do you think? Uh, no, I, th- I think it's more. I think it's more around the coaching. Um, okay. You know, I remember when Roods was in charge of Wellington and Stevie had taken over from Arnie that first season. There was a little bit of afters. Well, it, there was a little bit of pre's in the media yeah. um, before that game and, and then afters uh, at full time. So I think it's simmering, but uh, it came to a boil on, on Saturday night. And um, I, th- I think it's great theatre as long as there's no nothing physical in it. Um, great to see uh, both coaches sticking up for their teams. Yeah, I think it was terrific. I think it adds to the excitement and certainly adds another chapter to the rivalry between these two clubs. But their performance, that's three in a row now for Sydney FC. They're starting to, to hit their straps. Yeah, I, yes. I mean, look, Saturday night was a fighting uh, performance and, a, and it was a performance that they needed uh, out there at Combank in, in Western Sydney uh, territory was they um, they had to roll their sleeves up. Western Sydney will be aggrieved. They didn't get anything out of that game. They had uh, probably enough chances to get something out of the game. I'm not saying they deserve the three points, but um, yeah, Sydney rolled their sleeves up, showed some of the defensive, um, I guess, fortitude that, that um, Stevie Corrick has been saying has been lacking uh, in the season so far. They've always looked dangerous going forward, always created chances, but the other night, I thought it was a really fighting defensive performance and, and a really important three points. So they're back in the conversation now. Not many teams have gone three wins on the trot this season. So uh, that certainly says they're heading in the right direction. Gee, tough year for Melbourne victory. 2-1, they were beaten by the Newcastle Jets yesterday in the Hunter. But a much-needed uh, confidence booster for MacArthur as well. 2-1 over Wellington Mossy. Yeah, it was. Uh, Miles Dajowski's first uh, win as a senior manager. Um, there was a lot of controversy. Three missed penalties in this game. And uh, I was commentating. I couldn't believe what I was uh, seeing. Robbie Thompson and I in the commentary box were just baffled by uh, by the drama. You couldn't have written the script. But uh, in the end, MacArthur held on for, for the victory. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, was a, it was a really entertaining game. Sometimes 5 o'clock Sunday games in the heat. And a, a strong westerly wind out there at Campbelltown uh, can be a bit drab, but credit to both sets of players. They put on a show, and uh, it was really entertaining. Mariners had a good victory over the Raw. Yeah, they did. They keep going. Uh, there was a lot of logistical issues. I think they had a flight cancelled to get up there, and they had to uh, they had to be agile uh, mentally, was to, to prepare for this one, but got the points. It's not an easy place to go. Uh, Brisbane Roar, and um, they, they've been very good defensively this season. But um, Nick Montgomery's team continues to uh, to march on, sitting second. Um, what are they, eight points behind Melbourne City? So uh, still in with a, a shot, although it's Melbourne City's to lose, of course, the Premiership. Let's go over to the Premier League, and uh, what a performance from Harry Suter as Leicester will upset Tottenham 4-1. This was a thrashing, wasn't it? And great to see uh, Harry um, at the heart of defence again for Leicester. And he laid on an assist too for one of the goals, um, which will give his, his confidence uh, no end of boost because don't forget he scored an own goal on debut. So uh, I saw an interview with Lou Ransom, actually, our old uh, colleague from Fox Sports. And uh, yeah, he was cock-a-hoop with his performance, the team's performance. And, you know, uh, Lou asked him, what's it like to, to mark Harry Kane? He goes, well, that's why I came to the Premier League to... to uh, 
put myself up against players like him and uh, and he kept Harry very quiet. So a great performance from Harry Sutter and uh, Leicester. I saw the manager gave him a massive rap as well. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and he deserves it fully. But uh, obviously, uh, Brendan Rodgers trying to get in his head early that he, he really believes in him. And um, he slipped into the Premier League. Like His two performances, I know he scored an own goal on Taboo, Loz, but his two performances are like he's been playing Premier League for, for a decade. Um, he's just so cool, calm, collected under pressure. Uh, such an athlete, reads the game well. He's a communicator, he's a leader. He's got everything. I, I, I really don't think there's a ceiling on where he can take his career. Uh, now, uh, I think a lot of neutrals are probably supporting Arsenal this season, uh, but uh, they're starting to stumble a little bit and are now just three clear of Manchester City after Arsenal drew 1-1 with Brentford and City won against Aston Villa overnight. Uh, they've still got a game in hand of City, but this is going to be a nervy couple of months for Gunners fans. And guess who get the Gunners host on uh, Thursday morning our time, you know? Manchester City. It's going to be an oh, absolute huge. blockbuster. Yeah, they're three points behind them. They, Man City can go top on goal difference if they uh, if they win at the Emirates on on Thursday morning, six thirty a.m. kickoff our time. Um, this is going to be a massive, massive game for everything that's gone before this game, um, and and with Manchester City and everything floating around at the moment about those charges and, and things like that. If Man City can go there and win this and go top, then gee whiz, you'd be a brave person to to bet against them going on lifting the trophy. But Arsenal, have they got the yips? They haven't. Uh, what have they done? They've lost. Uh, they lost to Everton. I don't think they've won in three now. Um, so yeah, you'd say they're on shaky ground at the moment. Tomorrow morning, Liverpool a dollar sixty-eight, Everton four dollars seventy-five. The draw is three dollars ninety with tab in the Merseyside derby. I don't know if I want to take Liverpool at $1.68 at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're at have home. You a, have you got a coin on you, Mido? Oh, <laughs> Just flip it. See how we go today with the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. No, look, obviously I'm going to I'm going to back Liverpool, and I think this is a chance for them to make a mini statement. They're still we're 12 points off Europe at the moment. We're 12 points behind fourth spot. Um, but uh, you know, it's a Merseyside derby. There's a little bit more at stake than just the three points. So. Chance to make a statement, but gee, we're going to have to be uh, on our game because um, you know Everton's just gone through a change of manager. Um, Sean Dice doing some some really good things there already, um, so it'll be a toughie. Southampton have got rid of their manager too, Mossy, overnight. Ninety-five days, Loz. Mm. Have you ever seen a contract oh, that went for ninety-five days? <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I'm sure we could. Yeah, I think it'll be, yeah. I'm sure there's a few, but Nathan Jones uh, sacked. He only took over in November from uh, Ralph Hassenhutel. Um, eight games, um, six losses uh, in, in that uh, in that tenure. Um, so yeah, they're they're going through a change of manager again, but they're they're staying cold motherless on the on the ladder. Um, so headed for relegation as it stands, unless there can be a huge turnaround uh, over the next couple of months. You have a great day, Mossy. Enjoy that Merseyside derby tomorrow. Thanks, boys. Take care. All right, we've got Anthony on the line. G'day, Anthony. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you going? Yeah, not too on bad. The week, on the weekend, we saw the consistency and the inconsistency at large. We might not like it, but the Australian cricket selectors, it's just a continuation from their puzzling and funky decisions prior and during the T20 World Cups. They've just been consistent. We might, like, we might not like it, but they've just been consistent. And down in Melbourne... We 
saw the opposite, where they helped upheld a protest, which is nowhere near as severe as the Animo protest in the Cox Plate. Yeah, we've had a couple of texts actually pointing to exactly that, Anthony, and, and you make a point for sure. Um, you know, very, sim- very similar. It, it was interesting, though, watching the race. He did think from that side on angle, you did think Jack and I was going to win. Oh, and then sure. when you saw, then when you saw the front on, you thought, oh, well, that's why Jack and I didn't win. So I can, I, I, you know, and I wasn't financially invested in the race. And the other thing I want to say about this too, that this conspiracy theory that punters have that stewards are influenced by the bookmakers. What do you think the bookies would have preferred in that race? Gentleman Roy or Jack and O? I guarantee well, you, Gentleman Roy. <laughs> so that just they... takes that one out of the equation for all the conspiracy Jared? theorists. Jared, were, they, were they influenced by the fact that the poor old Hayes boys are just local lads and they were too scared about the overseas trainer who no. won the Cox Plate? No, I can't. And, I, and the, I don't the other think you can say that. The other consistency is that there'd be some... Uh, sorry, Pub, that, that, you don't have to mention anything. I'll, I'll do it for you. The consistency that Somehow, some, some cricket journalists and commentators will find a way to blame Michael Clark for the disaster in India. Because I, I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of the Definitely my fault. And, Definitely yeah, my and, fault. And, Must have been something I did in 1992, pubs. surely. Yeah, and I'm, I remember, I'm a big fan of the pubs, and I remember during his in as captain, anything good was Darren Lehman's doing, anything bad was Michael Clark's doing. And this will continue. That's the other consistency. And then on the other hand... It was my fault for Sandpaper Gate, I think. It was your, your fault. I think I, I created the culture, apparently. And 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 the and the, and the, uh, the the Ashes win was all Darren Lehman, and all the losses were all, all your fault, mate. You know that. You should write another guy, book. I'm not writing another book. <laughs> the same, guy, the same, guy, same guys come out of the woodwork the last couple of months. The, uh, uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, good luck, to you, Papa. You'd have to mention. I'll mention it for you. And also <laughs> with Annabelle Neeson, um, she's, well, for all the, re- all the reasons you said, Jared, uh, and. Uh, also, the fact that she told Dave Stanley a month ago, this horse will win me the Ferrari. And Todd Magna, he says, well, there's a key you guys work it out. And then Annabelle being honest to say, well, I'll take it and make it red. <laughs> so, good honour. Yeah, I mean, what, she, she's all class, isn't she? She's a star. But what about Dave Stanley? He told, she, she told him a month ago, this horse will win, win the Ferrari. Yep. Well, there you go. She's a star, She's going to, yeah, she's, uh, and there's more to come, let's face it. And uh, what a start for Justify as well uh, with that, learning to fly. What about you? So heroes and villains, who are you nominating, Anthony? Well, I don't know. Annabelle for sure. Yep. And, and the, I don't know what you want to say about the other, the, the cricket, cricket. It's, uh, it, it's, are they villains? Or, I don't know. They're, they're consistent, but they're, they're villains in our eyes, aren't they? Yeah. The, the other thing is, it, we, I want to ask this question too, Jared. If uh, Mickey Arthur was the coach during San Gate, would he would he be treated differently than what Darren Lemon has been, been treated? Oh, or are you journalists out there who happen to go? Yeah, look, uh, I, are you I, listening? I, I, <laughs> point taken for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, well, the fact that Mickey was a well, I think any foreign coach for the Australian cricket team was always going to do it tougher than. An Australian coach, because that was the first time as well we had a foreign coach of the Australian cricket team, our national sport. But anyway, uh, we could spend a lot of time on that. We've got more calls. I really appreciate it, Anthony. Thank you. We've got James on the line. G'day, James. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Really enjoyed the weekend, actually. Um, uh, heroes, um, the uh, pre-season trials. Um, I think that uh, pre-season challenge um, idea or whatever it was, um, you know, with the point scoring and um, the different... Uh, you know the way they 
you know, added points to the to the ladder, uh, actually worked pretty well. There was very entertaining games right throughout. Um, some of the completion rates of some of the sides were like out like ninety percent. So I've got to give the NRL preseason a wrap. Um, and villain would be, I think, the referee yesterday. He was continually going to the bunker for groundings, and you can see quite clearly, you know, on the first time that they weren't, you know, it wasn't necessary to go to the bunker. So that that what took a lot of momentum and time out of the game. Uh, one particular referee, look, I, I can't, I, I forget his name. He's a tall young bloke, not, not a regular one, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't rate that. But uh, yeah, I'm impressed with the um, the preseason and the Maori Indigenous game too was great. They gave that, you know, big crowd there too. Must have been about eighteen thousand there in Rotorua, and um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. No, good on you, James. Appreciate the call. And, uh, Laws, what do you make of the quality of the footy overall over the weekend? I know oh, it's trials, but... Yeah, look, you've got to take it for what it is, and it was a trial. Um, some of the teams that did have high completion rates, and that's one thing that coaches will tell their teams early in the season. If you want to turn over possession, you'll make it very difficult on yourself. So you've got to make sure that you do all the little things well. Uh, the teams with new coaches, they all sort of started uh, very well. I, I thought, you know, uh, Andrew Webster... Uh, and the Warriors on Thursday night were terrific. Obviously, Seraldo uh, wasn't a great start for the Tigers under, under Sheensy, but it was um, certainly a good performance from a lot of those sides that need improvement. And, you know, their clubs have gone out in the off-season, bought players specifically for the roles that's required, and they... It's it's just a trial. We'll get a better indication over the next couple of weeks about how teams are going to go. And once we start the season, first couple of weeks, you'll get a very good indication of how your side's going to go. Now, Super Bowl, we're at Manly. We're going to speak to Jesse Williams shortly. We're at the Stain, the Stain Hotel here in Manly. And, uh, well, in fact, Jesse Williams is on his way here to this venue. Uh, The former defensive tackle with the Seattle Seahawks was part of their squad, which won the Super Bowl back in 2014. Nine years ago, they smacked the Denver Broncos 43-8. to eight. And we've got a multi for Philadelphia to win. Miles Sanders to score a touchdown. And Isaiah Pacheco, the Kansas City Chiefs running back, to have 46-plus rushing yards. $7.50 on the Tab App and website under Sport and today's offers there today. But the market for the match, it is as tight as it gets. Philly $1.85, Kansas City $1.95. And Loza, what side are you on? Oh, it's hard. I don't have a, the, the strongest feel on this game, and, and the market reflects that. No, I think it's I, going to be because re- I, I think Philly's the better side overall. But yeah. you were betting against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Yeah, and you, you don't know how fit Patrick Mahomes is. If Mahomes is fit, I think they win. Um, in terms of who I want to win, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't care because there's a storyline in it for me with Mahomes winning because yeah. I, I like him. I like him a lot as a quarterback and I think he'll be a future Hall of Famer. And the Australian connection hmm. with the Philly side, I, I'd love to see Jordan Malata do very well and win a Super Bowl. I, I think it'd be terrific. Um, so I, I, I don't really care who wins me, though, to be honest with you. I probably hope it's a good game, but I think it'll be very dour. I, I, I don't think it'll be an exciting game. I think a running game from the Eagles and then you're yeah, hoping that 
Mahomes and Kelsey can pull off a bit of magic. So that means you think it'll be I probably unders. the unders. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be an unders. 50 game. and a half. Uh, the total points was at before, and uh, one tab customer had $50,000 on that under 50 and a half. But we are very fortunate now, now to be joined by the monster, as he was known, Jesse Williams, joining us. Jesse, good morning to you. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah, really well, thanks. Great to have you on the show. And, uh, well, as far as being around a Super Bowl team is concerned, just give us, I guess, your defining memory for being around that Seahawks team that smashed Denver nine years ago in New Jersey. Um, I think it was probably the lead-up, um, you know, being around such great coaches, such great guys on a pretty iconic team. Um, and then, obviously, the game. And, um, you know, it was a great experience just to be around obviously winning the Super Bowl and uh, obviously had another experience in losing the Super Bowl the year after as well. Um, but I try to focus on the winning one. Yeah. Jesse, what's the day like today over in the States in regards to the players? Are they doing anything in the lead-up? Have they got other commitments? Uh, how nervous would they be? And obviously the excitement that comes with the, such a huge day in sport. I think, you know, obviously I can't speak for uh, every team, but, you know, in Seattle we were all... It was business as usual. Everything's, you know, pretty much the same as every other game. And um, you have to really stay pretty dialed and focused and, and not get carried away with, uh, I guess, the show of the Super Bowl. And um, I think the better the coaching, the, the better more of the guys are dialed in, um, you know, pre-game and, and the weeks leading up to it. As a former defensive tackle, you have a great understanding of Jordan Mailata and his talent and also the task that he faces today. Just, you know, how good is he? Uh, and give us an idea, I guess, of, of the challenge he has today in protecting Jalen Hurts, his quarterback. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, obviously, Jordan's naturally, you know, his God-given talent is... Um, is exceptional, but obviously the work he's done with Coach Stoutland um, in Philadelphia has been, I guess, second to none as well for him to progress um, as well as he had. I think he definitely has got a, you know, a, a tough task today, like the whole offensive line does. You know, Kansas City's got a pretty good defensive line, and you know, I actually played with Frank Clark in Seattle. He plays outside backer and DN for them, so he definitely has a, a tough task at hand. But you know, the Philadelphia offensive line have been pretty stand up all year, so. I'm looking forward to the battle up front um, this morning. Who wins, Jesse, in your opinion? Honestly, it's, it's so close. I'm hoping Philadelphia, just because obviously i got a lot of Alabama guys, a lot of Australian mm. guys on the team. It'd be great to see them um, to get that done. Um, you know, for the city of Philadelphia, and it feels like for everyone worldwide, but, um, you know, they're going to have to really show up and play a really good game against a, a, a pretty talented Kansas City team. Give us a player or two, Jesse, to watch that, you know, could make a difference that, you know, outside the obvious, the quarterbacks. Yeah, I think, honestly, uh, you know, who I mentioned just before, Frank Clark, he's playing defensive end for Kansas City. Um, you know, he's a dog, and, you know, he has the uh, the talent and capabilities to, to make it really tough to play offense against Kansas City. So I'm excited to see a lot of those, uh, the defensive linemen, him and Chris Jones, those guys uh, make an impact, and I'm interested to see how uh, Philly can handle that up front. Jesse, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got started playing NFL? Because I'm assuming for a young bloke growing up in Australia, um, you were one of the, the first to try it. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was uh, quite tough um, playing in Australia in Brisbane, and then I was lucky enough to sort of get scouted to go to junior college uh, in Arizona, and uh, they just saw me out here playing in the AIS with Gridiron Australia, and I had to work. I didn't have any uh, scholarship offers or anything. I had to work three jobs to uh, to pay for my first year in Arizona, and I sort of went over there. I uh, wanted to give it a shot. Was lucky enough to uh, turn it into being the number one player in the country, and then from there, essentially get recruited by some of the biggest schools uh, in the nation, and ended up committing to uh, the University of Alabama. So, pretty good decision um, in retrospect, uh, but it was you know it was quite tough being you know essentially one of the first ones of this sort of period of time and um, in a very tough path. I was lucky enough to, to make some good choices and get it done. And one of the great colleges with their football programs, Alabama, and coach Nick Saban, what was it like playing under him? Uh, it was great. I think he's probably one of the best coaches ever coach football, and he runs a really tight system, very discipline-based, um, and that's the sort of coaching and stuff I probably – thrive under the most um and i loved it. i loved the the state of alabama and the, the city of tuscaloosa um obviously football runs the environment out there and um being able to play and, and start and then win national championships a part of that sort of a uh, program and prestige was, was was a great opportunity and um it, it's definitely um you know one of my prouder moments we're speaking with former defensive tackle with the Seattle Seahawks, Jesse Williams. And Jesse, you know, it started with Colin Scotts and then we had yourself and now Jordan Mylata. Obviously, we've had a lot of uh, punters and kickers over there in the NFL. We'll see another one today and Aaron Sipos, the former St. Kilda player, playing for the Eagles. But uh, I guess it's now inevitable, you would say, in that we will see more Australians scouted over there by the NFL. I mean... Do you have an idea of the interest from those scouts in finding talent over here? Yeah, absolutely. So I work really closely with Britain Australia, and I'm actually in contact with like a large amount, a number of Division One coaches and, and programs already. We've been running camps and combines around Australia last year in um, sort of helping guys that have exceptional talent like Jordan. Um, and that's, you know, today we're, we're launching my foundation and we're, we're running that to pretty much support those guys in that journey to get over. Because even, you know, a few guys are going over the pathways by no means any easier at the moment. So um, we're definitely looking to make that easier in the next few years with the foundation um, and working with Gridiron Australia. Because the talent is here. The U.S. is slowly starting to see that. Um, I'm just trying to make it easier for our kids to get over there and make a difference. Okay, great, awesome. So it's uh, you're you're going to be basically a point of contact for those Australians who would love to have a crack. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I already pretty much do that. You know, working closely with the NFL and, and big colleges. So um, I obviously have the experience and uh, the connection base to to make a lot of those steps a little bit more seamless for some of these kids. Mm-hmm. Well, what about some of the NRL players, um, Jesse? I mean. We, we saw Jared Hayne only a few years ago mm-hmm. go across here to the 49ers and um, made an impact, but obviously it, it didn't work out. Would a lot of the players, for the best opportunity, obviously have to start earlier? The earlier they start, the better they would get. But do you think you could pluck an NRL player out and put him over there in a system and in 12 months, 18 months' time, turn him into a player? 
you definitely could. It depends on the person. Um, physical aptitude, but also mental as well, I think would be a, the defining factors. I think um, for myself, the biggest push is getting kids up earlier. Uh, obviously, to get in the system, but also to get into college, to get a degree, to get stuff that is not going to be taken from you when you retire. Um, it's going to help set yourself up. In regards to like professional current guys, there's definitely the skill sets put and place guys over there and then be successful. It's just a, a very heavy time commitment and a lot of learning. Um, and like I said, it has to be a, really the right person mentally to be able to pick that stuff up because playing in the NFL is maybe 15% athletic ability. The rest is, is mental. Jesse, really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, loving certainly what you're doing in helping potentially Australian athletes get over there. And uh, we'll chat again soon. Enjoy the Super Bowl today. No worries. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Um, we're going to check in with Dave Stanley shortly ahead of Punner's post-mortem. Gee, they've got some, some news to unpack there after all the drama we saw on Saturday in the racing and heading towards, uh, well, we've got the Silver Slip at the Hobartville there at Rose Hill this weekend and the Lightning, the Black Caviar Lightning down south as well at Flemington and seeing Nate strip back, of course, so we're getting right into the autumn carnival, aren't we? And uh, Dave's there at the classic sale, the English classic sale at the Riverside Stables at Warwick Farm. So we'll check in with him shortly. Been great to be at the Stain this morning. Now, look, the sun's come out here. Uh, and thanks to everyone here at the Stain for having us this morning. And, uh, well, the beers are flowing, Loz. There you, you go. Another excuse for you. I'll Super Bowl Monday. Well... <laughs> It's always easy to find a reason to have a beer, Mido. But when you say Super Bowl Monday here in Australia and you look around and you see people having a beer, you get jealous. You just get <laughs> jealous. You just want to be a part of it. And I'll tell you what, NFL here in Australia is getting bigger yeah, and bigger no every year. That. Because all the venues that we've been to yeah. since I've been working on this program and even just at my local when you go past on Super Bowl day, there always seems to be Packed. a number of people yeah. in the in the venues. How good's the setup here, out the back where we just went as Mate. well? And we had Unreal. a photo with the the Super Bowl replica, replica trophy. Was it? Why, why, why weren't we allowed to touch it? Yeah, that's a very good question. Well, one, it was in a case. Yeah, but we weren't allowed to touch the case. Maybe did because you, did you hear the instructions? Yes, yes. I did. Maybe <laughs> just, the gentleman. And I'm thinking, is that the real one? No, I'm thinking that should be in Arizona. The gentleman has been there for the last hour, getting all the finger marks off it, so we didn't want our fingers on the case. I would imagine. We couldn't get to the trophy anyway. No, I know, but, but it's not the real thing. No, that's even though it did look good. Yeah. good photo. But we weren't allowed to touch it. Yeah, keep your hands off. That just got me a little bit confused. That's mm. all. Uh, <laughs> even I'm just looking at some of the wagering numbers like this. It's hard to tell, but you know, a lot of the money will come closer to kickoff in the next uh, hour or so. But you know, it could end up rivaling even what we hold on an Origin game at this stage. So it's you know, it's grown that much. There's yeah. no way five years ago we would have said that. No way in the world. No way in the world. But most people you speak to today have a NFL team, or they have some sort of understanding yeah. of the game. Whereas when I was growing up and even playing. Back 20 years ago, it was only a few people, like at the Raiders, that took any interest in the NFL. I reckon now, if you asked players in the NFL, uh, NRL if they followed or watched NFL, they would say yes. All right. Well, Dave's coming up shortly. What we might do is give a winner out for Heroes and Villains. So we can da take Dave through to the end of the show. So the winner this morning 
I'm going to give it to Mick, who made Ali Mosley his hero for giving us, well, her best bet. Another winner on Saturday. Paid about $6.57 as well, Emirates in the end. And the most unanimous, I think, villain for quite some time, certainly of this year so far, was the Australian cricket team, Clarkie. Don't look at me. I don't like seeing us the villain. That's horrible. But unfortunately, I've got to say, our certainly one selection... Uh, in that first test, deserves to be the villain. And then, unfortunately, the way we played um, wasn't a great start to uh, a very important test series. How we go against India and then how we go against England, uh, the series after, so important. But hopefully, I'm confident we can definitely turn things around. uh, And the boys can look at that first test match as a tour game. So I think we'll be better for it. Well done, Mick. You are the winner of Heroes and Villains. Thank you for all the calls, all the texts. And uh, we've got, yeah, he's there at the uh, Riverside Stables at the English Classic Sale. Dave Stanley, morning. Yeah, morning, Mido. Uh, morning, Pup. Morning, Loz. A big morning for you guys down there in Manly. Obviously, the Super Bowl today. And it's going to be another big day out here at the Riverside Stables. Day two of the Classic Sales. And obviously, some great um, lots went through yesterday. It's that sort of sale that they say you can find a good horse and you don't have to, uh, to mortgage 28 houses, so it's uh, it's it's good that um, you know the sales are very popular, and obviously it was a great race day on Saturday with Learning to Fly winning that English Millennium. Uh, she is a superstar filly in the position that she was in, and the way that race was run. So we'll chat with uh, Ron Doversy, Ray Thomas, and Glenn Munsey in punters postmortem this morning, and we'll take everyone's calls and texts, and we're going to have some fun, boys. Beautiful, and gee, I'll tell you what, you've got some, uh, you've got some news and some drama to unpack in punters post-mortem today yeah we certainly do mate um so there'll be you know it was, it was obviously it's, it's the game that keeps on giving isn't it uh, racing much like rugby league so there's uh, plenty happening and plenty to discuss more importantly your game plan today gentlemen i'm very keen to hear well, your game plan today I'll because this what. is a day that loz loz loves super bowl day and he gets involved and he's always got you know tips on the game and enjoys a nice cold beverage and the, the American food that comes out. And they do a good job down there at the Stain, as we know. But you know what he's like. He, he gets the guilts unlike anyone I've ever come across. Over, you yes. know, he's had a couple yesterday. So he's... And, you know, last week he was saying to me, mate, we, we're going to stay and, you know, obviously mm. get stuck in. But he's rocked up this oh, morning and he was apprehensive. Old, oh, I've got to go. Well, now oh, I know... After I, a I, gym just, I just see a Give very a torn man. He is so torn. He doesn't know what to do. He's looking talk outside. Us, and he's seeing let's talk of through people this. with schooners. Oh, well, Dave, oh, let's talk through this. So, what's right. what's because you were I I heard mm. you talking to the team last week, mm. saying that you can't wait to tee off on Super Bowl day and you love Super Bowl day and and you know well, what's happened? What's happened in the last twelve hours? Oh well, it's my weekend. Yep. So that that's been the downfall of me. The weekend. <laughs> oh, as in, as in yes. you've gone hard over the weekend. Yes, yes. I've had, a few, I've had a few sessions over the weekend. So today, right. well, I'll tell you exactly what, I've, what I thought today, Dave. Driving here, yep. I went, no, nah, there's no way in the world, no way in the world I'm going to stay and have a beer today. And then I get here and about, I don't know, half past five, six o'clock, you know, mm. you start seeing people arrive and you, you look around and the sun's starting to come out. You see a couple of people start to have a beer. And what do you what do you think of first first thing? You go. I wish I was with them. I wish I was with them. You and now that's where I'm torn because I've got right. You know, I've got my car has Pup, here. Has Pup helped you this morning with some motivation? Like Pup, no, you sort well, of got an idea and said, "Mate," or are you simple. telling him to go? 
if he goes and does gym, does this forty-minute cross trainer that he does, sweats a bit out from the weekend, he'll be he'll be ready to go today. Right he's just going to go straight from here, gym, and then drop his car, and he'll be back. The one thing about laws, you just got to keep it like you don't you don't push him too much because he gets the worst FOMO ever. Mm. Just say no, no, okay, you go home and sit on the couch and do nothing, and we'll stay here and have a wow of a time. Would that be your game? Plan that gets me there. Yeah, and that he'll, gets he'll me. be back. Yeah. He'll be back. Right. I hate missing out, Dave. <laughs> I hate when other <laughs> people do. are having good time <laughs> and I miss out, and then they get together the next day when you see them Ooh, and they start exactly. talking about it was the best but day ever. But you do realise. You do realise, and for all the listeners out there, that is, you know what you've just said? I reckon that is the BSB Racing HQ. In fact, that is Sky Sports Radio to a T. We're all, we're all, uh, we all feed off each other. So if mm. you blokes are out having fun, Marlo mm. and I get, you know, FOMO. Mm. Vice versa, if Marlo and I are on the road, you blokes are like, we, yeah. when we're all together, i.e. the big sports breakfast, lunch, or we're away at a Wagga or somewhere together, it's just fireworks, boys. And Look we're out. all just feeding off each other. So know. Someone's got to bring the energy, though. That's Someone right. needs to so be who's responsible the energy for the energy. Well, it's it like in a footy like team. It's like, well, it's exactly. like in a footy team or a cricket team. You've always got to have one. You've got to have one bloke that pumps everyone up, gets them going. But I haven't, I haven't found that this morning. So that's why I'm a bit flat so, too. Okay, so really, Mido and Pup, you've been well, flat as a tack this morning. The, let us no... put the headphones down and we'll see him get fired up in yeah. 10 seconds. I need All a drink. Right, okay, sounds good. <laughs> hey boys, going to enjoy Super Bowl. Uh, it's going to be great Great coverage this morning as well. And if you're um, wanting to follow any of those markets, you can jump on the tab app and get involved with that big game as it unfolds. Uh, chat to you tomorrow, gents. Good see on you, Dave.